last time on Natural Fun, the party traveled to Cedar Glen. You stocked up in the in the town, uh, met some interesting shopkeepers, bought a lot of different random items, and then made your way to talk with the emissary who said that she needed your help in going to the old ruins of Pan's Temple. So then you all ended up in, in the area of the temple. You had a real kind of struggle bus getting yourselves in there. <laughs> ruins of Aslan. Someone was a lark and nearly got torn in half by a bush. A couple of people got torn up by brambles. (laughs) Then you entered the strange viney sanctum that used to be the ruins of Pan's Temple and found yourselves in a secret hidden hallway that had bars across it. Upon discovering these this barred area, you also heard voices and entered the chamber to rescue said voices where you stumbled upon people wearing the cloaks of the Alkalites of Ursa, and it triggered Tony really bad, Yo. and he went into a rage. <laughs> but now he's on the ceiling. I did good. I did so good. <laughs> Kestrel proceeded to stop him uh, as he had just freed one of their arms uh, by levitating him onto the ceiling. And that is where we're going to pick up today's session. of us today because they due to illness sunshine has decided that they uh needed to play from home so they will be uh, sounding a bit different as they are coming to you live from discord Uh, to any of you who have listened to the meanwhile mcgath episode with our guest player from a different state you will be familiar with this difference in sound uh really not that that big a deal but uh, that is why it's different in case anyone's going what's happening why (laughs) feel better sunshine feel better So Tony's in the ceiling. Meanwhile, there are three members, possibly, of the Alkalites. They're wearing the cloaks. One of them has his arms free. He's a great tabaxi, and he's holding a spear, and he's trying to poke Tony on the ceiling. Tony is floating on the ceiling. Both of them are going, fuck you! No, fuck you! No, fuck you! And that's where we're going to start our game, uh, with him going, fuck you, no, fuck you. <laughs> and scene. 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 <laughs> fuck you! Oh, fuck you! Oh, fuck you! Yeah, I don't like you! Fuck you! Fucking up there if I was just a little bit taller. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> and so yeah, that's what's happening right now here. And the tabaxi kind of looks fed up when he realizes he can't reach Tony. And he throws his spear on the ground. Doesn't throw the spear to hit me? No, he throws oh, it on the ground. Give her right Because he can't really... It's not like a javelin, back, like, I guess. No, it's not a javelin. Right. It's a spear. So he, he's not going to try and... Not that aerodynamic. Nope. So he drops it, frustrated, and then he reaches into his shirt, and he pulls out something small and shiny for anyone who likes shiny things. Shiny! <laughs> Kestrel's immediately like, don't be distracted, concentrate your spell. Concentrate your spell. Not distracted by the shiny. And his two companions look at him with a knowing kind of expression, and he says, fine, if we have to do it the hard way. I guess we'll do it the hard way. The and hard he way. looks to both of his companions and he says, We'll sleep 
till he wakes and he crushes the item in his hand. I need everyone to give me a dexterity saving roll right now. As a blast of something comes Ooh, out of this gem he has not, broken. Oh, I'm not a dexy boy. Uh, you are a rogue. That is kind of uh, 15. Hold on one second. I'm going to rate it as you tell me, and then we're going to go around the table. Let's start with let's start with Mike. Uh, Tony. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kestrel. Fifteen. Okay. Sunshine. Uh, Willow. Unnatural twenty. Okay. Uh, Sigrid. Thirteen. I mean, to be fair, you are really out of the way right now. <laughs> what? And you are really out of the way right now. And Moira. Fifteen. Which okay. I mean not here. He was making a joke. There we go. It, it got through. Okay. Um, no, you're sick. It's okay. So Moira, Willow, and Kestrel, you managed to save, so you only take half of what's about to happen. Oh, no. Sunshine is now putting on a beanie and uh, looks very hip. Tony, Tony and Sigrid, unfortunately you failed, so you will Root be taking... Root Rose. You will be taking all of the damage that's about I to happen. I bet we are. How about no? Yeah. I'm, does, just, I'm, just, I'm just listening for how many dice. Uh, I'm does my deck saving throw like include kite? Because we, we haven't had her be separate, so she included in this. Yeah, we'll just say she's Okay, good. Okay, good. My shield master feat. If I'm making a deck saving throw to take only half damage, use reaction to take no damage. Okay, but you did that because I didn't make that if you make the save. Yeah, you gotta make it first. gotta make the save first. Did we avoid damage or are we taking half damage? You're taking half. Okay. Unless you have the evasion feat. No, I don't. Oh, I didn't add my shield AC bonus. Evasion is a thing you get as a rogue over time. Uh, hold on. What if it what if it had been a fifteen? Uh, yes. Yes. Why is it a fifteen suddenly? Because I I have to apparently I'm also supposed to add my shield's AC bonus to any deck saving throw. What level are you? Oh, but only targeting me. Yeah, sorry. It's targeting the whole group. Doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Fine print. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it! Where the hell did all my D eights go? Literally, they're all missing. Yeah, it, it it's literally what she described for the shield thing. It's just that you get that as a rogue at seven. Oh, yeah. I'm just aggravated because okay. I hear you are. I was like, I know I had enough. Okay. Sorry. What's question? So I'm, I, will I say? Uh, half you, damage. You get half of what I'm about to give everybody. Next of us get all of it. Bards uh, and okay. rogue only half screwed. Uh, so Tony and Sigrid, you take twelve cold damage Oof. as a, a sh- like a wave of ice strikes out of this gem and hits you all and hits them as well. Sunshine, Kestrel, and Moira, because you saved, you take six damage, six cold damage. As this happens, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop. I heard twelve damage. Do I and... do I need to roll for concentration okay. to not drop Tony? Yes. Okay. I was just gonna say, as it happens, is that spell a concentration spell? Uh, levitate <laughs> is, uh, I do believe. Uh, yeah, it's concentration. Uh, what what it, like? It, what's my my saving through DC? Like, was it? It, it has to be ten. It has to be ten. Okay. Do, is How it just straight save You're, or is it? Uh, Sixty feet or so. That's what it's How? I mean, I I okay. I don't think I, okay, I didn't realize this thing was 60 feet. I wouldn't have put him up the whole way. Yep. Okay, you know, the, well, the higher up the ceiling, if I so. drop, I take a uh, Let's see, how fast am I allowed to actually put you up? Uh, you rose vertically up to 20 feet. Okay, so 20 so feet So you're just 20, 20 feet up. 
Right, so and I have not changed your elevation yep. since then. Roll me a constitution save, Kestrel, to see if you actually... Constitution, don't drop Tony, dirty 20, dirty 20. Okay, you don't drop Tony, he doesn't fall out of the air, but he does take that damage. It should be good to know what that is, just to know what that is. And the, and the, the three people that are in front of you are now frozen solid. So the, so the, the dude with the axe wound that I cut into him. Yep. And the other people in the cage is their yep. ice blocks. They're, they're not really in a cage. They're, imagine that they're entangled up by right. these vines. So they, they're, they are all frozen. Is this the climax of so frozen? Full. Is this Princess Anna? Is I mean, it? remember what he said before he crushed this thing. We will sleep until he wakes, yes. Oh, that's so spooky. I just want to know for the visual. <laughs> for the visual, for the are they viewers. like Princess Anna doing the okay. whole thing? Never a good sign. For the yeah, visual, like a, like a their, clothing, their, their clothing Jeez. is not frozen. But their, their skin, their flesh. physical body, frozen solid. If one of them is wearing leather armor, is the leather armor sort of frozen too? Uh, none of them are wearing leather armor. Oh. It's like, it's I like wanted clothes. to know. It's like um, cleric. Shit, right? Basically, like, he was like, well, yeah, gladiator. but if it reflects flesh, then I want to know what would it do to dried skin because I'm just curious like that. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, it just looks like their bodies themselves are frozen. The the, the weapons and everything, the organic else. stuff's frozen. Yeah, so like, yeah. there's some frost on like the clothing and the and the weapons and things like that, but they the are just instant frozen. Is Tony's so, axe still in one? No, I took, I, no, I, I, I pulled it out. He okay. pulled it out, I, he I, has I, it up floating with him. Yeah. Okay, I uh, I did like a chop and pull. So that that happens. I'm still floating in the yep. air, pissed yeah. off. Yep. Alright. Tony, if I let you down, will you not shatter them into pieces? <laughs> that's what I was thinking about last. Yeah, that's why I'm asking no, you. That's what, this is Mike now. Uh, that's literally what I was trying to consider. Is like, would he kill them if they were unarmed and unable to fight? Because I specifically wanted to fight. You uh, punched the goblin in the face and he didn't have anything. He, he just did. screamed. Oh, that is a good question. Like, where does your morality <laughs> lie on that? I punched him because I was fed up with him screaming, though. I, I wanted to... You scared the crap out of him. He was already yeah. screaming. I wasn't aware of that. Like, the fight to the death, like, I, I unlocked the guy out of his cage. He started to, but yeah. originally he was, was tied up and you were cutting him, yeah. so... Get one of them out. I do wonder where your morality lies. That is, that it, is, it shifted yeah. a little bit. It's very harsh enemy, yeah. but they're unarmed. We're yeah. at an what ambiguous do you do? point. Yep. Yeah. They're also frozen now, so... That's a good you don't know if they're even alive anymore. So, as long as we just don't wake anybody up... I think Tony, Tony says like Tony says nothing and he's just seething right now. In rage. <laughs> I I slowly bob Tony up and down like one foot at a time, like doing that kind of like soothing rock. Yeah, just attempting that. I can't move him side to side, only up and down. So I'm just doing that a little sure. bit. So, Burp like, the baby. Burp I'm just the so baby. blind with rage and I don't know what to think. <laughs> I, I don't think it's. I mean, he's Melissa still mad. Tony. Your call. You tell a fight. You fight. Hold on, what, what, uh, what was that, Tony. Willow? Sorry, what's up? Oh, Willow says to Tony, it's gonna be okay. Like, let's go focus on the other stuff. I don't know what the other stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. Just go do the, the other thing. The other stuff is what the emissary asked you all to do, which was investigate and see what had caused all these vines and all the strange stuff that was happening in the woods and the people disappearing. Yep, so we're to find the cause of the disappearances, check on Pan's weapon, find and retrieve missing people and or livestock, which include the Pegasus that you want to get, Willow, and missing people yeah. include Arin, the Elvish Number Pegasus Breeder. So those are the other things. So you lower Tony to the ground, I assume 
You let him loose of the spell? I wait until Tony says that he's going to be calm. Okay. Well, how long does that spell last? Ten minutes. Okay. So at least ten minutes go by. Oh? I want to brew my Pegasus tea. My Pegasus feather tea. Right right now in the underground temple area where everyone is frozen now? Yes, because it's going to take ten minutes or whatever it's going to take, and then I can give everybody tea and everybody's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I recall correctly, that tea doesn't have any actual... Sip some tea and take a deep breath. Maybe. Is this a morale tea? Yeah, it doesn't actually do anything mechanically. It's just mood-enhancing tea. Yeah, that's that's not hit points. Tony needs an enhanced mood, guys. He needs to feel light as a feather of a Pegasus feather. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Willow, okay, sure. Willow, he is literally floating in the air right now. Willow, I think we have that covered. Willow, uh, roll me a survival check to light a small fire in order to start <laughs> boiling water. If that's what you want to be doing right fucking now. Sometimes that's what you're going to do. I love that your response like, they froze alive. Tea I guess time. I should make some tea. Is Willow British? I was just a little bit about to say. Yeah, I think Willow's British. I mean... The fancy pants on yeah. yeah. I mean, what is, what is your response to crisis? Obviously, we all need a cuppa. <laughs> uh, keep keep calm and carry on, damn it. I'm still floating in the air, just mad. Yeah, you're, you're like, bobbing, because Kestrel's uh, kind of, like... I'm, like, angrily pray-talking to Agma if I can get anything out of him. Probably not, not getting get, anything. Yeah. You're in somebody else's temple. Yeah, so, basically, I'm just, like... Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sure. Does anyone want to do anything? There are now... Three frozen bodies. Their clothes are not frozen. You know. Okay. Mara's gotta check the pockets. Yes. Okay. Who are you checking first? Uh, the Baxi bitch. The Baxi guy. All right. Roll me. Are uh, you, you're doing this openly in front of us. Wait. So are they frozen? It says yes. a block of ice okay. around them, or just frozen like their their bodies are frozen. They're okay. So she will still fine. be able to get in their pockets. Yep. Okay. Because I'm thinking that I'm like. Um. Roll me a sleight of hand check. Or actually, no, right, roll me an investigation check because you're directly looking. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're they, they can't move. They can't yeah, move. Yeah, what are they, what are they, school cartoony thing okay. where they're like coming um, So this is what you find in the tabaxi's pockets. First thing you find is his shield and spear. Obviously, they're kind of battered. It's a big pocket. Yeah, well, I mean, she's searching their body it, it, okay, is what yeah. I'm assuming she's doing. So the first thing you find is the shield mm-hmm. and spear. I just really enjoy the mental oh, image of oh, the pocket oh. with the shield. <laughs> so the, the, happen. um... You pick up the spear, Mora, and you see that it's engraved with a name. Okay. Uh, the name says, um, stands with a fist. Stands with a fist, okay. When you, when you pick up the shield, <coughs> you notice the design of the shield is actually, uh, actually, give me a religion check to see if you would know who this is. Mm, seven. Uh, you're not sure who this is, but it's some sort of a religious symbol on there. Having a brain cramp too as to what their actual symbol is. Not bears. It's not bears. It's not. It's a different god. So you find that. You also find in one pocket there are paper, like magic runes. You're not 100% sure what they would be for. You could do an arcana check to find out if you want to try and figure out what those runes would have done. Dirty coin. You know that these runes would have been used to summon monsters. Oh, nice. Sounds like a nice stand up fella. You also find an old worn book. With the same mark on the back of it that's on the back of the shield. Okay, okay. And covered all over his body and sparkling kind of on the floor are the remains of the gem he crushed, which must have been some sort of a spell gem. Okay. That's what what you color find is it? Backseat. It's blue. It's blue. Okay. Is there anything on anyone else? 
Are you going to search anyone else? Sure, we'll search them both. The okay, which one are you searching first? Uh, so there was the... There's a human woman. There's a, a human old woman, and then there's a goblin. I'll check the woman first. Okay. Roll me an investigation check. <laughs> Six. You're having trouble finding anything on this this old woman's body. I feel like you're missing something, but like you know, you kind of just give her a once over, and it's kind of creepy, so you stop touching her. <laughs> and then the goblin. Eleven. You reach into his pocket, or their pocket. I don't think. I gave them a gender, to be honest with you. Yeah, you, you said did. it was ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, you reach into their pocket, and you find a pouch. Do you open it? Sure. It's filled with shiny buttons. Nice. <laughs> nice. They're all different kinds of buttons. Maybe they're magic. Give them back to Bilbo. <laughs> Not magical enough to fix the broken nose. That I uh, well, so what I'll do is <laughs> I'll yeah, go to everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, and anyone else, if you want to also search the bodies. I can't. You <laughs> I don't think I can either with concentration. Uh, no, you can. That's a spell thing. You okay. can concentrate and still do stuff. As long as you're not, like, as as you're not hit okay. or trying to do another concentration spell, you can okay, do cool. um, Oh Well, I'll point out the religious symbol on the shield and be like, hey, I don't think this is an authorized Yeah, it's on the shield and it's also on the back of the book that you found that was okay. old, worn, and tattered. Yeah, can I do a religion it. check on it? Yes, you can. I lower Tony 10 feet so he can see better. Okay. He's like normal people hugging it. No, he's 10 feet up now. So yeah. it's like closer to height. Uh, yeah, we'll say that's enough. Uh, you recognize this to be Bost's symbol. It's on the back of his shield as well as on the back of the book. Does, do you, um, does Willow say that out loud? Sorry. Yeah, Willow, are you telling everyone else that it's that you know it's Bost's symbol? So Bost, the goddess of cats, trickery, and curiosity. Oh. You have not met Bost in game. At least you and Tony would not have, but you would be aware of Bost. Actually, the symbol of boss. See, Tony, maybe we shouldn't immediately kill people. Yeah, I don't think uh, this was a it's not a wise choice on our part. You remember the guard throwing thing? Do you, do you remember that? That was I remember that. this week, Tony. Tony, you want to go to like uh, you want to go to like anger management classes? <laughs> I'll go with you. Do you need a stress ball? Hold on. Does anyone this else is, want to check the, the bodies is, at all? Or? This is Mike talking for a second. Sure, yeah. Steph, if you actually DM an anger management session for Tony, I will totally play through that. That would be funny. <laughs> I'll be your sponsor. <laughs> that would be weird, but funny. It would be totally weird. I don't know, totally know that I could get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> there's a, there's an idea there for you. Okay. There's a Patreon exclusive. Right we'll there. Guest DM for that. Yeah. 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 Now Will should be the therapist. Will be the therapist for Tony. So Tony hears Boss's name. I'd be able to do a religion check to see if I yeah. were familiar at all with that. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. No, that's still enough to know kind of of the Bost. General yeah, the general Bost idea. Stuff. And you know that there's a you know different people that worship Bost. You know that she's the god goddess of cats and curiosity, and she's one of the wandering gods. Kitties. Well, I was gonna love this. Anyone want to do anything else? Are you ready to come down, Tony? Mm-hmm. Have I been brewing tea? Yeah. Yeah. No, because you never rolled me okay. a survival check. Oh, even light a fire. I I wasn't. Yeah, roll me a survival check. We'll see if you even managed to start a fire. Oh, that'll be a uh, twenty-four. Wow. Yeah, you manage to light a fire. You get a kettle brewing. Like people are just like, what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, Willow manages to brew some tea. Fabulous. It's done. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you have. You probably have enough for everybody to have a cup. I do. Do we have cups? Like, we'll just say that's part of like your your explorer mask kit. Yeah, there's, there's, they're in the mess. Yeah. Cool. 
like a collab. Like, yeah, yeah little, like, it's exactly. Thing. They're the camping cups. Yeah, like the ones you just, yeah. like the Red Dead Redemption coffee cup. Yeah. I, I lower Tony enough that Willow can hand him the tea. Yep. Because he's still not promised to be okay when Tony, do you down. take the tea? I hand, I delicately hand, or put the teacup up to, to Tony's hand and be like, here, drink some tea. Willow gave me it, so I will probably say yes to that. Okay, so he reaches his hand out slowly, grumbly, and holds the cup. I twitch, I twitch. Yeah, while he's twitching angrily and takes his Much I twitch. You had too much caffeine this morning. Your eye doesn't look like it's doing too great. <laughs> what I'm happens not, after I drink it? I'm not helping you. It's delicious. It's good. It you. feels warm and comforting, and it reminds me, mind you, of your mother. Oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> he weeps for another episode. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in fact, you're, you're pretty I, sure your mother had this kind of tea like, in your house. Kestrel, I hand you a cup. Thank you. You're yep. welcome. Moira, Thank I hand you. you a cup. We'll just see. Thank we'll you. just say that everyone who takes a sip of this, uh, tell me what the most comforting memory you would have in character would be, and that's what you think of. You pretty much covered mine. Yeah. yeah. Moira, do you take a sip of the tea? Yes. What's your most comforting memory? It comes to mind immediately. Escaping my family. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sigrid, do you take the tea? Yeah. What's your most comforting memory that comes to mind right now? Ooh, and I got to see all my friends again. Okay, yes. Kestrel, do you take the tea? I take the tea. Uh, comforting memory is climbing into my mother's bed after my sister has filled both her and my bed full of frogs. And my mom's bed has no frogs in it whatsoever. <laughs> it's very warm already. Willow, uh, Willow, you <laughs> take a sip of this tea. I have so many questions right now. <laughs> Why are there... Frogs in the bed. It is not my fault none of you listened to Kestrel's one-shot. I'm not going to explain you. told you. us there could be spoilers. No, so not, I, a, not, not in, not in, in mine. Oh, I thought all of no. them did, so I avoided... Oh, okay, okay. It's I, not I, my fault. I'm no, not going to go over it. Kestrel's weird-ass family was <laughs> yeah. a trip. Okay, okay then I need a list of yeah, the ones Kestrel's that don't have spoilers, and I'm going to listen to them. All of them are really fun. All the character okay. backstory ones are super enjoyable. The Meanwhile and Megath are the ones that you can't listen to. Okay, okay. Willow... You take a sip of this tea, what is Willow's most comforting memory? It comes to mind right now. I don't know if it's comforting, but it's like like the heart-to-heart that she had with her mom, like... Sitting in the garden? Sitting in the garden, you mm-hmm. know, finally deciding, coming to an agreement that I had to become an adventurer. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone now feels a little better. Do we get a point of inspiration? Nope. No. Oh. It's just good tea. <laughs> <laughs> you made that very clear. <laughs> You're the one who was like, ooh, buy some special tea. She was a salesperson. <laughs> we were all salespeople. You know how Yes, I know, but like the, the degree to which that was deliberately a trap for sunshine. Yes. Again, it's Again, something it was a salesperson. No, with, it I'm wasn't DM Steph. It was okay. tea seller whoever. <laughs> uh, so I... Am I, am I ground level at this point, or what? Almost, yeah. N- you're almost at ground level. You will be back ground level when you you promise not to go stabbing. I'm just silent. Just, yeah. It's like I'm sitting in like a like cross legged, uh, sitting down. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like just okay. Like this all scrunched face, just all scrunched and, and small and folded yeah. over. Yeah. Baby's grumpy. Yeah, the grumpy baby. <laughs> um, did anyone else want to do anything else? Down here. I would like to uh, do a general pat down of old lady. Okay, please do. Give me an investigation. Investigation is not something I'm good at, but nothing happened from her so far. And that's a six. Yeah, you 
again feels very creepy. She's all cold underneath and it's not She's very bony. She feels kind of dead, guys. (laughs) This doesn't... They said sleep. This feels really dead. (laughs) I don't like it. Can I tell if they're undead with a religion check? Uh, I'll let you know right now that they just look frozen. Just look frozen, okay. Um... Yeah. If anyone else wants to try and investigate the bodies, please do. Now is the time. Uh, which ones did we not learn enough? About? Uh, the goblin? old lady and, and the goblin may still need further investigations. Has anyone actually read the book with, with pasta on it yet? Has anyone actually opened it? No, no one opened it. I'll open it. I probably have it on me. Okay, I'm gonna investigate the goblin. Okay, let's handle your investigation first, Sunshine, and then we'll handle what you're doing with that book. An eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inscrutable goblin. Was that the goblin? Yeah. Yeah, you reach your hand into the same pocket that, that Mora pulled the buttons out of, and that pocket appears to be empty. You don't really think to continue. And you don't Sorry. find anything else. How many pockets could one goblin have? Yeah, right? They're so small. <laughs> I, no, that was dramatic irony. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm sorry, did you not meet Stabby no, and Rash? No, that was dramatic irony. <laughs> Yes, please do. Investigation check. She feels weirdly. It's not good touch. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. So with that one, you find you find a, an old priest's trinket. It's wooden, and it's carved into a symbol. And you also find two gold. If you want to know whose symbol it is, roll me a religion check, and you can roll this one at advantage because you should be very familiar with it. Okay. Yes, dirty 20. Yeah, you absolutely know that this is a carved Corallon trinket that usually clerics would use for focus. You remember seeing the old priest in your hometown wear this around his neck. And two gold. And two gold. Put the two gold and the trinket back into her pocket. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm not stealing my frozen. Okay, the the shaking ahead coming from the Moira direction is very strong (laughs) right now. Moira is like, I'll get that while you're not looking. Staring into the middle distance like, why would you do that? Moira, give me a perception check to see if you saw what she just pulled out of that pocket. Hey, I'm a great friend. I'm a good person. That's an eight. You did not see. So you just kind of saw Willow go over there, and you assume, just like everyone else, she kind of walked away empty-handed. And that's what you get from do, that. Do you share with the class? I found a carved trinket of, it had a crest of an elven god that my old priest, actually, in my town that I grew up in, wore. What god? Corlon. So no bear stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I think they might have looted people. Or, you know, knowing the acolytes of... Ursa, you know, maybe they did that on purpose. Am I on the ground yet? Has it, been 10 <laughs> it has been ten minutes. Okay, Tony's down. I walked over to the the uh, unless someone stops me, I walk over to the bodies. Okay. Uh, Does anyone stop Tony from walking over to the bodies? Yeah, okay. I dropped some spells. Okay, Tony dropped all his weapons. Cool. Of him when he wants to do. Yeah, like I'm assuming Tony's I'm like stamping my feet over. I'm like walking over very angrily. Okay, you walk uh, angrily over these. And uh, I looked. I like they did not react for you because they yeah they're frozen solid. Yeah. But <laughs> I grab like I grab the tabaxi's like uh, clothing and just inspect it like up and down like obsessively. Okay. Uh, Are you like grabbing his cloak? Or are you like grabbing his? He's got a like an armor plate on. 
basically I'm just like looking them over, like up and down, like to see like if this over the clothes just to inspect like. What are you looking for? To see if this looks like it's the right size for them, or if they're wearing somebody else's stuff, or okay, give me an investigation uh, check. Like investigating, like, you're like, oh, right. yeah. bags, making sure it's, like, the real deal. Yeah, yeah 19. That's enough. Yeah, this looks like this chest plate was probably made for him. The armband that he's wearing with the bear marking on it looks a little bit big, but Does maybe the chest plate just have the bear symbol on it? No. Nope. So he's got an armband, like, an yeah. SS armband. Yes. Like that. Okay. So, his, so the bear shit that he's wearing looks like it may or may, it's not tailored to him specifically. It, might, it, it, it just is kind of hanging there. It, hanging it almost looks like he's lazy about it. I, just, um, I do the same to the other two. Okay. Uh, I want to investigate sure. each one. So tell me who you're investigating now. Uh, woman. Okay. 17. As you're pulling on her clothing, which, by the way, again, looks like it's made for her. Yeah. You know, she's wearing kind of a very plain priest's robe. Um, and then she's got the blue cloak, like the full blue cloak. It's yeah. very familiar. It looks like it's a little big on her, but she's also very small and frail, so maybe... Yeah, maybe she wears one for warmth or something. But you also find a lead container box. It's, like, the size of a ring in one of her pockets. A ring box? Or, like, a ring It's a size. lead box, but it's the size of one like of her pockets. Okay, a ring box. Okay. Yeah. But it's uh, a lead box. Open it up. There's nothing in there. Here's a goblin. Okay. Uh, 18. Okay. So you're pulling on his clothing, and... As you're tugging, he's also wearing, like, very plain clothing. He looks like maybe he was some sort of a caster. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of got, like, a basic, like, stick hanging off his waist. Like, that was his weapon. He's wearing kind of a basic cloak, just like the old woman is. Mm-hmm. When you're pulling on his clothing, two different things fall out of his pockets. Some arcana runes fall out of his pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not sure what they're for. You can do an arcana chalk if you want to figure out what they're for. Okay. There's also an old worn booklet. And it's written in a language that you don't know. And there looks like, like on the cut, like if you open it up to the front cover, it looks like in scratchy handwriting, someone has like, almost like, have you ever seen how a six-year-old writes? Yeah. It's like a handwriting like that. And the name Tutton is written on the inside cover. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a bunch of other like scribblies that you can't read. It's like a... Madman scrawl kind of on the wall. Uh, well, what languages do you speak? Common, dwarven, and elven. Yeah, you don't recognize either of the languages, not the language that the pamphlet is written in and not the language that the notes are written in. Yeah. And it looks like only his, like only their name is written in common. Okay. It says Tutton. So it's probably written in something I can't read. Well, it's definitely written in something I can't read. It's very dog-eared and like worn. It's like a pamphlet. Oh, I've got to check that book. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah we'll Moira, Moira if you're going to open that book, are you just opening it and skimming through? Like... Um, read the cover. Tell me how you're doing this. I kind of want to like check and see if it has like is it giving me any like weird vibes? Like should I, I'll do an arcana check on it. That's a great idea. Eighteen. Eighteen. This book's giving off some magic shit, but mostly just that thing on the back, the marking of Bost. Okay. Give me a history check. I want to see if you remember something. Nineteen. You remember that when you visited Cattery Cliffs, Ted and some of the other people working there had said to you, "All our books are cursed." If you take a book and don't bring it back and and read it, you will have constant nightmares. And this book is given off juju. That feels extremely familiar. So I'm just going to put that back. I mean, <laughs> Ted got cursed for just putting his foot on it for a second, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, because if you take it... Is that yeah. too late? Oh, jeez. 
You don't know. My existence is a nightmare. <laughs> hey, party people. At this time, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons on Patreon. Thanks, as always, to our amazing emissary-level patron, Jeff, our wonderful nobility-level patrons, Mike and Lexi, and our lovely townsfolk-level patrons, Ben, Kelly, Eric, Billy, Nat, and Sean. You are our heroes. Thank you so much. Your support helps us continue to improve our content for all our listeners. We'd also like to take a moment to introduce you to another podcast. Take it away. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to live in a world full of monsters, where the city council look human but really aren't? Where humans and the not-so-human coexist and are allowed to roam the streets looking for their next victim? Well, look no further. Vaguely AM shares the broadcast of Curfew in Omen City, where murder is legal during the early hours of the morning. Hosted by Zen Vaguely and joined by a supernaturally wicked cast, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes and more under Vaguely AM for your dose of dark comedy with a twist of horror. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram under Vaguely AM. See you on the streets, citizens. And now, back to the story. Watch her get cursed in the sense that she can never get drunk again. Like, she can never feel the effects of alcohol. Watch that be the curse. No, no, you're you're holding this book and you have that realization. You're like, fuck. (laughs) Do you tell the rest of the group? No. No? Great, great, Yo, I might die. Do you just talk in it? It's not going to affect everybody. It just affects people who... Are holding it, touching. Oh, I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna put it back on the tabaxi and be like, "This is your problem now." Okay, but you're touching it. <laughs> you don't know, but that could also mean you already have it. It was in his possession when he wakes up. Like one minute, would it? If he wakes up, yeah, it'll probably just go right back to him. So you put it back in his pocket. That DM face is never good. It's a giant grin. It's gonna come with me. Okay, that's fine too. Same face. (laughs) This is just the face I'm always gonna use. Alright, so you know what? I changed my mind. I'm gonna tell everyone. Okay. And I'm gonna get the the consensus here. Sure, tell everybody, please. How does Moira tell everybody you have a cursed book now? I just hold it up and I'm like, hey, you guys remember Ted? Who's Ted? Ted Scars. He's a fun guy. That guy. His dad is dead. Or was... Did he have a dead dad? He had a dead dad. (laughs) It wasn't actually his dad, but that's basically what he says a lot. What's this whole thing? Makes two of us. Anyway. uh, He was at the Cattery Cliffs book monastery place where we had to go return a book that had been stolen and was cursed as all get out and I just sort of mage hand it through an entire giant labyrinth and it was bad. Yep. It was a yeah. bad time. So if you're telling me if you touch it you're kinda cursed. Can I look so it up right now? Do do I, I know this book has the boss. Willow has already announced that the symbol so. on the back is for boss. And then Moira is now telling everyone, Do you guys remember this? Okay. And she holds up the book in defeat. So, <laughs> so, like, I'm fucked. Uh, this is a long shot, probably not going to work, but I have a DM question. Being sure. a paladin, would there be a... I mean, I'd probably have to have like, a spell, like a rune mm-hmm. curse or something like that. Do you perhaps have dispel curse? I don't... Or remove curse? I would love what, what are the spells on the beads of the thing that you owe oh, money shit. for? That's right. That's the thing. Uh, let me double check my item. Necklace of prayer beads. 
feel as though I gave you something. I know, I know. You owe me. I paid for that. You didn't give me shit. No, I mean, I sent you this list of spells, and I feel like that might be one of them. You you did. I was looking through my regular spells. Anyway. Was brown, by the way. Okay, so no one has to spell curse or anything like that. I'm writing down my spells now just so I have them written. It's a good choice. Should have done that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. Yeet. Okay. So yeah, Moira, Moira holds out this curse book and announces that she has it. Kestrel, can you give me a perception check, please? Okay. 21. Kite is no longer on your shoulder. Fuck. Okay. You look up. Oh, she's And they, again. they are at the top of the stairs. She is at the top of the stairs. The looking down at you. Yep. Looking down at you and just staring. Just staring. Just staring. Staring. <laughs> Specifically at Kestrel? At everyone. Just staring down at you guys. Just stare back at are you Her okay? Her eyes look kind of funny. Baby, are you okay? <laughs> baby's not okay. And she starts leaving. <laughs> Wait, what? She's a baby. She's I go leave. with her. <laughs> I immediately follow. You gotta climb the stairs. I climb the stairs. Okay, you climb the stairs. Who else is going? Kestrel just starts leaving. Wait, do I leave the book or take it with me? What do I do? That's your choice. You're doomed either way. I'm like, Kestrel, you need help? Kite? She's very, she's quick suddenly. And she's flying. And yep, she's quick. She is not looking to be caught by you right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll go too. I like that little yeah, dragon. Sure. So, so Sigrid follows you. Willow, Moira, and Tony, are you also, you see that Sigrid and Kestrel suddenly go, hey, wait, oh, because Kite appears to be flying away on her own for no reason. Uh, for so no I'm reason. I'm trying to sign up a Shakespeare's curse book with me. <laughs> That's on you. Flip a coin, friend. Flip a coin to your witcher. Um, <laughs> roll for it. I'm trying to just get my bearings again, so. T- ten and up. You keep it. Ten below, you get rid of it. The staircase that we came down. You keep it. All right. (laughs) Then we broke through the bars to get in here. Yep. Do you go with them, Moira? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tony, do you also follow? Kite flew out. Watching as my whole team leaves, I angrily just go... (laughs) Points at the frozen, smirking face with an outstretched hand. He he looks very smug. I bet he does. In death. Willow, do you also go? You see the whole team is leaving. Like, what are the other choices? We need to stay and then... No, you can sit down here and back. continue to tend your fire. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. All right, guys, let me know how that shit goes. Oh, great. Now I follow. <laughs> <laughs> She's just Kermit. Right. She's just Kermit. Sipping so everyone, everyone starts Yoda. going. Sipping the tea. Kite is surprisingly agile. Does Kite make it through the, the, the passage in the she wall? She makes it through the passage in the wall. Okay. Sure. You do too. Mm-hmm. Once you get into that room, you see that she is waiting for you in the mm-hmm. next door frame. Mm-hmm. And she chirps at you and then continues. Through the thorns? No, she goes in opposite direction of the way you guys came in. Through a passage that's on the right hand side immediately as you exit this false wall. It's an I, open passage, there's at, no door, and she's... I, I go and I stand in the doorway, but then I wait for everybody else. Sure. Is she still there? She's No, she's flying ahead of you. But she is making noise as if she wants you to follow, follow her. her. Follow her path. Guys, hurry up, hurry up. I, I think Kite found something. Alright, let's go. Kite leads the way. Alright. Yeah, she, she does not need to be told. So she's she's calling to you all. You guys all barrel out of this room, and there is immediately a passage to the right. 
you follow down this passage, at, or, I mean, are you just going straight ahead? What are you doing? It's a five-foot-wide five passage, so you kind of have to go one by one if you're going down this passage. I'm going first. Okay, so Kestrel goes first. Are you just going after Kite? Yeah. Okay, so you continue. Uh, what is your marching order right now, please, everyone? Uh, it is... It's I'll probably, probably go last, because I'm usually the one that runs into trouble. Willow, you're going second, you said? Okay. Sigrid, uh, and then it's going to be Moira and Tony. Okay. Uh, where are we at for, like, dark vision requirements? It is very dark, but Concentori appears to be lighting the way for Sigrid. Cool. She's the only one without any special dark vision. As you go ahead, as you charge down this five-foot pathway, and you hear the sound of her chirping going off the walls, you realize that as you make your way to an intersection on the... Right to your right, when you look to your right, it's mm-hmm. just like a cave-in collapsed area, so mm-hmm. clearly she did not go that way. Mm-hmm. So you can go left. Okay, and that's the only way to go. Okay. I, I look up first, just to make sure. You go left? Uh, no, I look, I look up in the, the, the right passageways. Uh, are you is looking just, at the ceiling? Yes, like, is there anything through? Give me a perception check. Did she go up? Nat 20? You see lots of those vines. There are a lot of vines here. They seem to be getting thicker, actually, the more you go this direction. Okay, she did not go up there. She didn't appear to go that way. In fact, if you look ahead, mm-hmm. you see a what, what looks like a barred wooden door, but it also seems to be cracked open a little bit, mm-hmm. as if someone slipped through it. Got it. Um, go up to the door. I listen before I push it open. Perception check, please. Yep. 21. You don't... Well, you hear her chirping. Okay, beyond. nothing else. But it sounds like she's chirping in a bigger room than the hallways that you were just in. Kind of echoey? Yeah. Okay. Open the door. You open the door. It appears to be a a 20 by 20 square room. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to be a lot here. It looks like, you know, all the wine, all the wines, all the walls are covered by vines. These same very thick vines. And you can hear that weird growing sound. The floor is all kind of wrecked up. You know, have you ever been to... Like an abandoned building where nature is taking over again. That's kind of what's happening to the temple. So the floor is kind of like uneven. There's those roots and it's kind of dark. There's like an earthy smell. There's old ruins from what looks like maybe it was um, maybe an old rug at one point or, you know, something. But it's like so moldy and disheveled. You know, this place was abandoned long ago. And yeah. you see Based that, on the shit that's happened to us before, I would like to roll perception on the rug before Sigurd gets smothered again. It's actually torn up. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's like torn up by the vines, like, okay. like whatever overturned it grew, it, it's like, you know, flipped over and gotcha. ripped up. I'm like, I remember our last ruins where there was a rug. Oh, I forgot that and I gave Sigurd you guys a got smothering. eaten again. When you wander into this room, you see that there's actually a, a passageway to your right. And a wooden door ahead of you. And if you rolled a good perception, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that you see this wooden door, which is also creaked open just Mm -hmm. enough for a very small fairy body to have crawled through. Mm -hmm. She peeks her head around, hisses at you, and then proceeds out of view. The door also, with that perception check, Mm -hmm. it's strange. It almost looks like this door at one point had been growing. As if the wood had at some point been sprouting, and you're not sure if that's because, you know, it's just been here so long and nature is reclaiming it. But it almost mm. looks like, have you ever seen where, um, what are those things, like the bean sprouts? Have you ever seen, like, bean sprouts, bean sprouts growing? Sprouting, yeah. yeah. There, like, so there are some places, like, in this store that, like, those were growing, but now they're dead. 
Gotcha. So like the door itself began sprouting. Like yeah. Okay. Yep. So it kind of looks like like a tiny like you know like when people do like cop picking with. Yes. Yeah. So it looks mm-hmm. like that. It looks like that, but it's like all like dead on the. Got door a tree now. at the start of my my yeah. street that does that, and it's the most aggravating so, thing. So where strange. you're just like, Hawthorne tree, stop stabbing everyone with your <laughs> thousand of things that go directly into the road, and they chop them off and go back. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I will stab all the cars. Yep. So that's what that door looks like. Okay. Uh, everyone who proceeds into this room as well also sees the same thing. I'm getting an extremely. Skyrim feel of when you encounter a spriggan while having both a horse and a dog. Yep. Getting that extreme feeling right now. Yeah. I don't know what a spriggan is. It's it can like control a... animals and make them attack you. That would be upsetting. And so when you go through that area on your trusty steed, your dog begins attacking you and you dismount the horse, <laughs> and then the horse begins attacking you, and then you have to fight your horse and your dog unless you can kill the spriggan before it makes your animals try to kill you. Oh my god. Yeah, that's it the is. feeling I have it right looks, now, so thank you. It looks You're like welcome. an ant, too. It's like basically like a uh, tree animal. A thing. very wispy yeah. baby ant that floats, and it's full of bees. I don't want to be full of bees. It's full of bees. I don't want to be a bee. It's an Eddie Izzard sketch. (laughs) I got the sheet if you ever want. I have the bee sheet if you ever want. Bee holder. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so how do you guys proceed? Kessel, do you point out this weird growing door? Something's weird with this door, but... Hold on, I got this. The door's open. I just start chopping the door anyway, because he said it's... uh, She said it was was spooky. Give me an attack. (laughs) He's got a lot of pent-up aggression. Yeah, sir. I mean, he does. Tony, shield, shield your axe, yo. <laughs> shield your axe, yo. Yo. Uh, I love I this new version of Elvish. Yo. It's just slang uh, for no reason. <laughs> I mean, I also say y'all, so. Yeah, they do. 25. They do say y'all. 25. Yeah, I say y'all, too. Yeah. Uh, I should probably roll damage. Yep, that's usually what we do when you attack yeah. something. Yeah, with my hand axe. Uh, <laughs> that's a six altogether. Yeah, it, it cuts into the door. A small chunk comes off. It's a pretty thick door. I looked at the rest of the guys and I go, that probably didn't accomplish much, did it? Is it reacting yeah, in is any it, way? Is it like doing like a venom thing? Like, you know. I mean, give me a perception check. Everyone? Or just, Anyone who wants to? Tones. I got 21 again. I keep rolling 17 on this dice. I love it. Yeah. What did you get? Uh, twenty, but not natural. Yeah, everyone, everyone realizes that it, it's just a door. It's just, just a there I go through. Whatever used to be there was growing is no longer growing. I go through. You go through the door. You can hear ahead of you. There appears to be. What did What did you say? Willow follows. Oh, okay. There appears to be a twenty foot hallway ahead of you. It's only five foot wide again, so you can only proceed in once. One one, yeah. I'm still in the front. Okay. I follow too. Everyone, give me a perception check, please. Nat twenty. Nineteen. Twenty-three. This many. Okay. Five. Uh, and Kestrel. Okay, so Kestrel's in the front. Willow is following. Who was following Willow? Was that Sigrid? Yes, that was third. What? Sigrid, Moira, Tony. Cool. So Kestrel is up front uh, and immediately walks into this room, and you are hit with the smell of outside, which is really fucking strange because you're definitely underground, but you're you're hit with this dappled green emeraldy light. And you're hit with this kind of sickly sweet smell. It's not a familiar smell to you. You don't think anything like this grew where you were from. But it's a sickly sweet, almost like heavy perfume sort of smell. The it smell like the drive-by nights? No. Okay, good. No, it's totally different. It's okay. just very strange. 
almost noxious, I'm going to say. Like, when you walk into an elevator after someone who had worn a gallon of perfume. Mm. That's the kind of smell you're getting here. Yeah, like someone spilled the perfume aisle. No, like see. someone was like, I'm going to bathe in this. And then they did that. <laughs> so that's the smell that you get. Sigrid, with your nat 20, you spot kite flying. And this room is 30 by 40 with over 60 feet tall ceilings. You can You look up. And you see that there are massive trees actually in this room, growing in this room. Each of them are about 20 by 20 feet. These are some big fuck-off trees. They almost look purposeful, like they were planted here on purpose. I mean, it is a nature god temple, so maybe at some point these were planted here for that purpose. But they look like they've gone crazy in here. Like this. And kind of like a... Like a sixth danger sense triggers in your mind. And for half a second in your mind, you're brought back to when you were in the mountain with Concentore and your friends. And you're like, why am I thinking of that right now? That's really weird. But you get that same danger sense and you get when you're hit with that weird, overpowering, mildly noxious smell, that's where your brain goes. And you're making that kind of a strange connection. So anyway, should I do a survival check to see if there's anything in here that I spot as dangerous? Um, no, because you just did a perception check. I mean, survival's not going to happen. If you want to, like, you wanna, like look on the ground dangerous. and be like, do I see any tracks? You can do that. If you want to see if you see tracks or something, you can roll. Do you point out Kite and spare me a heart attack? Yeah, Kite is flying way up top towards the top of the trees. 17 uh, for survival. That's enough to find half a very large, very strange footprint here. And you also see old footprints in the mud. Uh, Some of them look like they belong to a four-legged animal, a very small, well, like a medium-sized four-legged animal. And then there looks like there were three bipedal people here as well. Fairly recently, not super recent, but kind of recent, but not as recent as the half a very large, very strange marking here you're not sure what this mark is or what animal left this but it's pretty big and to your mind it seems strange that it would even be in this room based on the size what does it seem like to you yep so that's what you get from that do you point kite out to kestrel oh yes i look up and i gotta whistle her down that pain in the butt little baby (laughs) Uh, she's chirping Mm -hmm. and making all sorts of strange sounds that you don't recognize. They're not like the I'm hungry sound. They're not the sound she usually uses to talk to you in her mm-hmm. little way. It sounds like she's talking to somebody else. So Kite flew up yep. to the canopy of the trees, basically. Yep. So these trees go straight up. Oh, yeah. All the way through the ceiling. You can actually see bits of ceiling that have fallen down. You can you would normally see sky, but the vines in here are so thick and so dense that all that kind of comes through is this weird dappled green light and a lot of that same strange hanging moss is like draped down. Is it strong enough to climb? The moss? The tree, like the trees. They're 20 by 20, very thick, big boy trees. So would I be able to climb up them? They're 60 foot trees. Well, actually they're, they're probably if bigger. If only than I hadn't already had to cast levitate. <laughs> I can cast fly, but only on one person. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so she. I mean, that could be the slow approach if you want to do but that. But she's not like perched in the tree. She's just flying up in that area. She's the broom. 
Yeah, you can, burn. you can try using the broom if you want. I'm going to broom it up. Okay. There you go. Yep, so. and that's how I die. <laughs> You're welcome. So you start to get on your broom. Start to? Uh-oh. Oh, so <laughs> you start to get on your broom, and I need everyone to give me a perception check right now. Oh, God. Uh, can everyone please? Uh, I'm just going to go around the table. Yep. Kestrel, you got? Six. Tony got? Fourteen. Willow got? Twelve. Moira got? Five. Oof. And Sigurd got? Sixteen. That's unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Thanks for that vote of confidence. So you go on your broom and nothing's, you don't notice anything. <laughs> yes. I got everything great. Everything I'm so and I'm, I'm television. You're um, like, oh my God, I have to go get my baby. And so you get on your broom mm-hmm. and you start flying. Does the broom just start sprouting and then I fall? No. Okay. You see her suddenly perched on something. Oh shit, I know what's happening. And you hear her chirruping, like like Mm -hmm. talking, and then you hear something bigger making the same sounds talking back. Like, and you realize as you're starting to fly towards it, it's a big green head with a large fin on the top. It has spotted you with its very large eye. It has one eye and kind of appears to be perched on its snoot. And it looks at you and there's a strange thrumming sensation. It kind of makes the whole chamber tremble as if it's purring. And it says in common, Hello, morsel. for listening to another episode of natural fun we really appreciate our listeners if you'd like to support our podcast you can share us on social media share us with friends or find us on patreon take a long rest and catch our new episodes every other monday